you can't expect to meet someone that doesn't have some kind of baggage, like that girl said, like someone that is a divorce, someone that hasn't had a, an engagement that broke up, someone that hasn't had a drama with children or whatever. And so, like, coming into that, knowing that both of you have, like, some kind of baggage is kind of expected. I mean, I've always been super open about you know, everything that, you know, yes, I'm separated, going through a divorce, there's zero chance of it ever rekindling and turning back into a thing. Like, I've moved out, I've moved on, I'm the one that filed for the divorce to begin with. So any concerns that anybody had about, well, you know, maybe you guys will work it out and get back together. Like, I made sure that that, you know, I was open about that, that that wasn't a possibility ever. The goal on here is to come as baggage-free as you can. Like, everyone's got baggage. I, I fully accept that. Especially after a certain age. Yes, well, that's You're not going to be like, dating, like, a 35-year-old woman who doesn't, or man. Right. Who doesn't, who doesn't, hasn't had some bad experiences. But I think you're right. You need to have it be an experience. Like, you yeah, need to well, look you, at it as an experience, not a mistake. You got to well, go. You need, yeah, you need to end that last relationship, yeah. like, in your mind, emotionally, mentally. And be ready for a new one. If you're looking to supplement it or just to replace it or, you know, fill the gap or the void, like, that's where it backfires. And 99% of the people who are on here are probably there. They need to have someone as opposed to, like, being okay with themselves and just want to find the right person. You were married. I sure was. How has that impacted relationships? Has that come up? Is that an issue? I think it's been an issue in two different ways and there's varying levels of severity here. So when you're fresh out of a divorce, it's really important to communicate that to somebody else. The first issue is that people tend to have a preference about whether or not they want to date someone who's divorced. Prior to getting married, I would never have dated someone who was divorced and that was a stupid thing. How old were you when you got married though? Uh, like mid to late twenties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was just something that I had not gone through and I didn't know enough about it to be able to say that I would be comfortable with someone who would come out on the other side of it. You know, it's not really any different from any other relationship. It's just a lot more paperwork. I think out of respect, it's important to communicate that you are divorced. Um, I've actually been on a lot of dates where I will volunteer that information and they'll say, oh yeah, me too. And it's interesting because they're number one surprised that I was so forthcoming with it. And then they were so relieved to be able to say, same, oh my God. And I don't understand the taboo behind it, you know. The other issue I think is do not date until you're ready. A divorce is a really big deal. You know, sometimes it involves kids and family and all kinds of things that can get very complicated and very dirty. It's possible that you meet someone who's great and wonderful and you are just not in a place to be in something that's meaningful because you're fresh out of a divorce and people just get hurt. You know, so I think if you're just out of any serious relationship, take it easy, you know, go slow. Be very upfront with wanting something casual and not serious because I think it's it's fair to both parties to be open about not just what you want but what you're capable of doing as you know as a potential partner 
after my divorce, I actually had a pretty serious relationship, right? And that was because he had also just gotten divorced and I was able to relate to him and he was able to relate to me in a lot of very unique ways. And so that actually helped my process quite a bit. Certainly I can say that the headspace I was in at that time is not anywhere near where I am now uh, in terms of, you know, mental health and wellness and the ability to be a good partner, you know, all these things that are really important in relationships. Well, and the irony of being in a place where you're in such a good headspace and are able to be a better partner is that you're also way better at being single. Absolutely. I'm actually on a hiatus right now and it's amazing. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people that like get over that hump and they're like, you know, I'm actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. I have been single for, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn in any way or you know it might be a bad thing who knows but uh, I'm usually not single for that long but I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it a lot there have been a couple of people that have been a little like I guess weirded out that oh you're divorced oh well that must mean there's something wrong with you or you're broken or something Ah. I think sometimes with online dating if you have like a lot of things going on in your life you know new job new home changes in your family and you know you might gain a member you might lose a member there's a lot of things that can happen that can put stress on a relationship or make it difficult to meet new people and be in that superficial place mentally where you can entertain these you know sort of menial first date conversations right there has to be a little bit of um theatrics right? Presence (laughs) for like a good first date. But sometimes you don't have that in you. And it's like, it's very okay when you have a lot going on in your life to take a step back and just focus on yourself. No one is going anywhere. And if they are, they weren't yours in the first place. I've been such a relationship girl for so long that I, I think for a long time, I felt a lot of pressure to kind of always be dating or meeting people or just being out there because if you don't try you're never going to win right Mm -hmm. so I think people in general probably feel a lot of pressure to be out there and 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 be trying to meet people and staying abreast of of all of these new dating trends and and things like that but you absolutely don't have to yeah it is tough no one really wants to admit that they're not ready either Mm mm-hmm it's always, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to go meet somebody. And then you end up really liking them. And then you're in a relationship that you are not ready for. And then you find something about them that you don't like and break up. Or you just get scared and ghost them. You know, whatever the case may be. That's happened to me. There was a guy who had gotten divorced. And, you know, we had a lot in common. Uh, we were in this same field of study. And and it was really great. And there was one tiny thing that went wrong and he just exploded and ended the relationship. And it was, you know, he was, he had just gotten divorced a few years, you know, it was, it wasn't a few years. It was, I think it was like a year and a half prior, but he just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happens. And I think there's a lot of collateral damage in this little dating app war, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my story is not too different from yours. I was married uh, earlier in my 20s and then got divorced and started dating a coworker, which was super convenient. And she'd also been divorced. And so 
things kind of started as like talking about what the divorce process looks like. And she was like, oh, watch out for this. And having somebody there who I also had a lot in common with and had a lot of shared interests, like we started dating. That lasted a couple of years. And Mm -hmm. then when that was over, it was like, all right, well, now what? Like, I don't have any coworkers that I'm interested in dating. I do a lot of like social stuff, but like I'm not the the type to just walk up to someone and be like, hey, you want to grab a drink? I'm much more subtle. Like I, I friend zone it real hard <laughs> and then hope for like that drunken night that comes along where you're like, oh, this is going to turn into something more. You're giving away all your all your game <laughs> notes here. Just well, my strategy's changed. Now I just meet girls I interview. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's working um, out pretty well. <laughs> it was, you know, like the guy, the guys that you've met that are excited to find out that you're also divorced. It's It's something that it shouldn't be so taboo, but it is. It's just one of those things like divorce is a black mark on your on your permanent record. But why? You had a relationship that you thought was going to last a lot longer than it did. So much so that you were willing to like spend money and time and have a party and do the thing. And then it didn't work out. That is good faith effort. <laughs> it is. I completely agree. But unfortunately, like the world we live in, divorce is still seen as this thing. Um, baggage, if you will. And so how do you navigate that? Do you, do you put it on your profile so people know up front? Do you wait so you have the first date? Like, when does that come up in conversation? So if it's not on my profile, you know, sometimes I forget to put it on my profile. Uh, at the, in the beginning, I think I, I did. It was, it was very present. But now I mention it on the first date, usually something like that. I think back to how I used to feel. And I think if I had met someone prior to knowing that they were divorced... And if I already liked them, it maybe wouldn't have made so much of a difference. And that's not to say I'm trying to trick anybody. A first date, I think, is a fine and reasonable time to mention something like that. You know, if you're still married, maybe that's a little late. <laughs> that's a whole different... To say something like that. It's a whole different topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's not part of a profile, some apps will ask, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say, you know, what is your past relationship history? Or, you know, are you divorced or widowed or never been married? Things like that. But if it's not, uh, I'll either throw it in there or I will make sure to mention it on a first date if I'm interested in someone. Um, And usually I'll bring it up like, have you ever been married before? And then they look at me for like a second and I kind of catch that right there and I say, well, I have. (laughs) And then they become much more comfortable. (laughs) And then usually I get the, oh, really? How, how is it? What, 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 huh? What, how? You know, and, and then they become very curious because like dating, people kind of like talking about their divorces. They really with do. With other divorced people. <laughs> yeah, once like, you get on that topic, with you. yeah, you have to make sure that you like that person uh-huh. because you're going to be there for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you ever forgotten to bring it up? No. Okay. I haven't been on a first date in like five months. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot. I went on a couple of dates with a guy that has, like, two of the cutest little boys you've ever seen in your life. Holy smoke. They're adorable. Um, I like kids a lot. Um, Due to a medical reason, I would have a lot of issues trying to have kids the conventional way myself. So, I'm, you know, I'm not opposed to somebody that kind of has a pre-started family. Um, If somebody, if I ever found somebody that wanted to adopt... Fantastic too. I'm I'm totally game for that. Um, but having kids myself would be difficult. I came from parents that both, you know, they divorced. Each of them has gotten remarried. 
Um, their relationships are great. I love my step-parents. They're great people. But to get the kids involved too soon, I, I think, would just kind of be inappropriate. But um, as far as interactions with the kids that I that I have had, um, you know, they're a little shy. You try to get the kids involved with with going out, go do something fun with them, make them comfortable. Um, I've not run into, like, any crazy baby mama <laughs> drama, anything like that. So thank goodness for that. So... I've also been divorced, but I also have a daughter. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ways I've tried to bring it up. So the the more popular one is you just post a picture with your kid or kids on whatever app you're using. kind of gets into some gray area. Don't post your kids' pictures online. I feel like that's a consent issue. Yeah, if you're going to post them, like blur them out. There's mm-hmm. apps on your phone to do that. Just, just do it before you post it. Um, but then there's the question of, is it your kid? And so you'll see a lot of people that do have pictures with kids that, you know, I'm the best aunt in the world. I love my cousin, you know, whatever the case may be to to show that it's not theirs. Mm -hmm. This one's a little bit more contentious because unlike a divorce, like all you're seeing in that other person is I was in a relationship I thought was going somewhere that didn't with a kid. It's Hey, there's another person that's going to be part of this. Like a big part of it. At some point down the line. Yeah. It may not be soon, but there's A, this other person in my life that is my hopefully number one priority. And then B, like at some point you're going to be part of this person's life. I did forget to bring it up once and went out for a drink with this girl and we ended up hanging out for like four hours or something where we both looked at her watches and we're like, oh my God, how much time passed? This was such an awesome date. Let's definitely do this again. And the next morning, she texted me. She's like, hey, what are you up to today? And I had my daughter, and I texted her all this kid stuff. And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, I didn't tell you I have a daughter, did I? <laughs> and she goes, no, you didn't. And I'm not interested in pursuing this, and this is not what I'm looking for for my life. And I was like, I totally understand. I'm so sorry for wasting your time. I don't have children, so it's hard for me to speak to it. But Have you dated somebody with kids? Not seriously, no. Is that something you filter out then? You know, I haven't had too much experience with kids, but I do have a new nephew and who's like, you know, the bee's knees. And in kind of observing life with kids and um, how different it is, I think that it's a matter of, number one, your comfort level with children. Some people love kids and they're baby whispers and they're just these magic unicorn people who can manage kids and talk to kids and just know what to do. They just kind of do all the right things because typically they grew up in a big family with lots of people of varying ages and things like that. I was not like that. But, you know, in addition to being comfortable around kids, you have to understand what life with children is like. And if you've never had kids, you don't know. You don't know what those hours are like and how much attention they require at various ages and how that changes. And as a parent, you have to be willing to take on all of those challenges. And as a partner of that parent, lastly, you know, that might end up being a child who's in your life forever. So are you ready to potentially be a person who's in a child's life? 
are you ready for that responsibility and all of the things that it entails? So there's, you know, there's a lot there. So if there are folks in their, you know, mid twenties who don't really want to date someone who um, has kids, you know, I don't, I don't fault them. I think I haven't so far just because I don't really know anything about parenting and I don't know about that time commitment and I have my own sort of strenuous, you know, work schedule. And so it ends up being a challenge upon a challenge. So for me, it's not really the best thing, but that's not to say that there aren't great people out there who have children, obviously you're one of them, um, who would be great partners. I think the more familiar you are with life, with kids, you know, if you have a big family, that helps, I'm sure. But the more familiar with it, the, the less intimidating it seems because you're used to it, you know, especially if you have kids of your own, then it's just, you know, then then you know how that game works. But as someone who's kind of on the outside, it's, it's something that you have to learn and, and get used to. I actually don't think it was a great thing for me to kind of weed out guys with kids. I think being a parent makes you a better person. I think it makes you constantly think of others. And there are a lot of people who never did that before. So I think it opens a lot of doors to empathy and understanding. And especially, you know, if it's a guy with a daughter or a woman with a son, you know, you understand a lot of things that work across genders, right? Like you have a better understanding of the male or female experience and what it's like to kind of go through all of those things. So I don't think it was a great idea for me to do that. And now I'm a little more open to it mentally and emotionally, not to say that it wouldn't have its own challenges, but I think it could be pretty rewarding if that's something that you're comfortable with. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of variables in there. I think women have it a little bit easier. Really? Because so few dads have full custody. I think that you're much more likely to run into dads that are weekend dads. With men, it's if you meet a woman with kids, chances are she has them full time. I think there is some gender disparity there. I think that um, men kind of have the disadvantage on this one, which you know raises its own sort of complications. Um, dating anybody with kids, no matter what gender, there's always that looming thing on the horizon, and that's meeting the kids you know if you if you like this person that you're dating enough that you're willing to take them with all their baggage divorce kids whatever it may be then you're inserting yourself as a part of that and how much of a part of that do you want to be how much of that can you be you brought up that having experience with kids and your family and whatever is is hugely helpful because it gives you that exposure but like also if you haven't and you still fall in love with this other person well it's going to be part of your life now. Suddenly you're a parent. Suddenly you're a parent. And it could be to a toddler. It could be to a 22-year-old and everything in between. Or a 17-year-old who hates you. Yeah. <laughs> or a 17-year-old who like likes the fact that you're an outsider. Yeah. In this crazy family. So yeah. you really got to know where you're at with that in dating. You know, know that if you're going to go out with somebody that has kids... Best case scenario, you end up falling in love with somebody that has kids. Potentially worst case scenario is you end up falling in love with somebody who has kids. <laughs> so, like, know what you want out of it. Yeah. The only thing I find a little tricky with having a daughter, which I will never change because it's not her fault, is uh, the fact that, you know, I only have every other weekend free. They're super busy. They can't text me back right away or call me, you know, whatever, 
However, we're communicating, you know, I understand we're both adults, we're both busy, we have jobs, we have, you know, they have kids. I have an 11-year-old brother and a 15-year-old sister, and I just turned 30 like two days ago. So I can kind of understand, I mean, you know, obviously they're my brother and sister, they're not my kids, but when I come home, you know, I try to help my mom with my brother and sister, I get it. Kids take up a lot of time and a lot of energy and effort, and you can't just drop everything because whoever it is you're dating, significant other, whatever you want to refer to them as, wants your attention. It's just not how it works. So I can imagine as, you know, somebody that would have kids, it would be super difficult to get out there in the dating world and find somebody that is a little bit more understanding of that situation, you know? Like, that's got to be a total pain in the neck. They're like, I don't know if I could date someone that has their kid every other weekend because I'm, like, so, like... God, I feel like such a piece of shit for saying this, but I'm, like, resentful of people that get to have a life, you know? So we've covered the the big ones, divorce, kids. These are these things that we're lugging around that we have to get out of the way and the other person deals with or vice versa. And then there's sort of that gray area. The not yet divorced, the separated, the testing the waters just out of relationship. There's this whole sort of sludge of people that are out there that aren't looking to get into serious relationships, but they just kind of want to spend some time with somebody else. Uh, I've never gone out with someone who's separated because for me that is, <laughs> it's not it's not something I would call like the danger zone, uh, but it's not a place where anything fruitful emerges. I think it's a place where someone is looking for either validation or company or, you know, it's a place where you're you're just kind of in service of someone else as their date. Have you never been in that position yourself, though? Oh, I sure have. <laughs> and it was, like, you've never found anybody that was mutually there with you where you guys were both in the same situation? Um... Actually, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't date anyone when I was separated. It was out of the divorce that I, I dated somebody. So no, I can't. I can't say that I've dated someone while I've still been married to somebody else. For me, if you're married, you're married. Mm-hmm. I think it's a protective mechanism where, you know, separation can be a trial. It can be a lot of things. You can be going to marriage counseling. You can still be living together half the time. You can be doing a lot of things, right? But you're still married and. To get involved with someone like that and to get your emotions involved with someone like that is, I think, risky. You really risk being hurt and you risk being thought of as the other woman and there's just a lot of stigma. You don't want to be the reason that someone decides to get divorced, you know? (laughs) I have a story. One of my very good friends, her husband was in like a graduate school program and there was a woman who he had befriended and she would tell me about this all the time and she would say you know like I feel like he's getting the validation that I would have given him from this woman so when he comes home he doesn't need anything from me and you know or like you know we're separated now and he's just kind of spending all his time you know in school and with this group and with this woman and he never misses me you never want to be that woman you know, that pseudo homewrecker, right? Mm-hmm. Because who knows if you weren't around, you know, if you weren't giving him the validation or giving her the validation that they need, maybe they would get back with their partner. Maybe they have children with that partner. You don't know, right? So I like to wait until things are really kind of over before I step in because I don't like the idea of a marriage ending. 
I think it's a sad thing. It's a tragic thing because, you know, you, no one goes into marriage. You know, you're not a Kardashian. You don't go into marriage thinking you're going to get divorced. <laughs> it happens and it's always really sad. And it's never what people want. And so I just don't want to contribute to that in any way. Last night I was talking to Daddy, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm separated. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, when did you move out? Oh, I still live in the basement. Like, do you think I want to get involved with that shit, you know? I do not have the same moral standards <laughs> you do. Um, I actually dated a girl who was married and trying to figure things out for a little bit. And it was really fun because I was fresh out of a relationship and trying to figure stuff out myself and, like, we knew going into it that this wasn't going to turn into anything and that, you know, there were boundaries to what we could do when we could see each other, when we could text and whatever. And it actually worked out really well. I mean, the relationship went nowhere. It fizzled out just like we thought it would. But, like, it was a couple weeks of, like, I don't know, meeting somebody and kind of talking about some, like, real stuff because I'd been through a divorce and she was thinking about going through a divorce. And had the situation been a little bit different, like, we probably would have dated for much longer because we had that much in common and that much chemistry. I don't know. I think I think there are a lot of married people on dating apps because there are a lot of people that are willing to date married people on dating apps. And we'll kind of get into more of like some of the stories that we've heard from people in, in the sex episode. Just people are more willing to talk about things in that realm as mm-hmm. far as like needing things from other people. Um, the emotional stuff gets a little, a little hairy though. You know, you talk about the, the person that gives you validation aside from your partner. Um, I think we get that, especially as relationships go on, different needs are met by different people outside of the relationship. So that's definitely something to like keep in mind when you're dating people that are in relationships is like, what are, what are they looking for from you? Is it just sex? All right. Well, if that's what you want to great, is it just somebody to talk to and vent and maybe cry a little bit with cool if that's what you're into but just know going into it that like you're probably not gonna meet the one while he's with his wife and sneaking around on a Tuesday night yeah there's (laughs) a lot of those out there Um, and I think it's far more common with men than women you don't see a ton of married women on dating apps I've heard I've heard stories about married women uh, but I think it is you're right it's much more common uh, with men actually I went I feel like I've told this story in a different episode. Have I told this story about the guy who was married and I Googled him and then I found oh, yeah. his. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I felt like a real estate listing with like him and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how many risks people will take, especially when they know that their partner won't leave them. You know, physical relationships are one thing if you're able to keep your emotions out of it. And you can have an arrangement with someone like that. That's, you know, you're two consenting adults. That's fine. But, I mean, legally, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know if ethically it's fine. But but if you're going to get your emotions involved, I would say tread lightly. It sucks that so many people get hurt by the I, I just want something physical thing. Yeah. Because it's hard to meet somebody and go through the high what's your life like conversation and not get at least a little bit attached to them and hope that there's something more. And no matter which person in that arrangement you are, like there's emotions tied up in that. Oh, absolutely. Be aware of how you're spending your time, you know, spending your time with someone who's married. That's your choice. But 
what could you be doing in that time if you weren't with them? You could be on a date with someone who's not married, number one. <laughs> or you could be doing something, you know, you could be at the gym, you could be meal planning, you could be doing whatever you want. Yeah, alone. Alone or not, you know, you, it's, world is your oyster. <laughs> People my age grew up in a very different sort of atmosphere. They weren't comfortable with who they were or who they are, and it left permanent scars. And um, I can be sympathetic, but I just don't relate to that. I mean, I've always been comfortable with who I am. Uh, People don't accept me for who I am, you know, what's the point? The thing I find refreshing about meeting younger guys is that they've grown up in a really different age than I did. You know, they, they didn't have to be so secretive. Um, they, di- they, they didn't have the, the danger of losing their job or their apartment if they came out. So aside from choices that we make that we drag along with us into mm. this dating world, mm-hmm. uh, there's things that we don't have a say in, like genetic, medical issues, things that we are also living with that this person that we're dating is going to have to also live with. What is dating somebody with... A condition or a disease or deformity, all that kind of stuff. This is a really tough one. I can't speak to what it's like to be someone with any particular, you know, disorder or disability or anything like that. I can't speak to what it's like to to have one of those and be dating, but I can imagine it is a challenge. Someone I had come across on the apps when I was asking for interviews, you know, he was in a wheelchair and He's like, I don't have any stories, but I can tell you that it's really hard. And I don't date a lot, and it's because, you know, my disability. He actually felt very discriminated against. That can be pretty traumatic, I imagine. So I think if it's something that's overt and visible, you should put it out there. Because you don't want to be lying about who you are to yourself or anyone else. Because who are we really lying to when we lie on dating apps? You know, mm-hmm. you know don't don't say you're, you know, five nine when you're five six, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's one of the more basic ones. But I think if you've got something going on, be okay with it. At heart, it's a challenge. I can't imagine what it's like to have to deal with a challenge like that every day. But if you're not okay with something the person that you're trying to bring into your life is also not going to be okay with it. So just keep that in mind for your own mental health and wellness. But I think, you know, it's important to put whatever you've got out there. And if it's something that's not very obvious, I think the severity of it is kind of where you would decide at what point it would be appropriate to mention it. There's a lot of things that run in families metabolic disease for example you know if both of your parents died of heart attacks and had diabetes that's not really something to bring up (laughs) it's really common you know you know if you have a really severe disorder that runs in your family I think it's important to bring up as soon as possible I think if you're a person who for example focuses a lot on diet and exercise and you know you're very fit and you don't foresee yourself having any chronic diseases in the future and you know your goal is to prevent those from happening and you're looking for someone who's the same or who has the same you know values as you do when it comes to your lifestyle I think that's fair you know I I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're putting the work in 
right? That's an issue where you're actively working on prevention. And in that case, I think it's okay to be very adamant about wanting to be with someone who has the same lifestyle as you. Obviously, if you don't know that something runs in your family or if it's, you know, just like a sporadic mutation, there's nothing you can do about that, right? But if you are like aware of something or if you have some inkling that there's something that might be passed down to you or that you might pass down to your child, I mean, wouldn't you want to know that for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like, wouldn't you want to make yourself as aware as possible and then work on prevention on your own and then try to, you know, do whatever you can to kind of manage that situation. Well, and then there's the less severe stuff, like different sort of dermatological issues or sensitivities on your body that prevent intimacy. And that's kind of a different conversation because it's like, here's this thing with me and it's it's medical in nature, but I don't necessarily want to bring it up on a first date, but should things get hot and heavy, that kind of gets murky too, where it's like, if there's something physically that sort of needs to be addressed when to address it it's difficult because if you're a person who has a limitation of any kind whether that's an allergy or some kind of disease you end up kind of caught between this idea that they should like me as a person and not judge me based on this one thing that they're obviously going to judge me on if I just mention it and the fact that you're going to be a liar (laughs) if you don't mention it at some point. I think everyone deserves to be given the benefit of the doubt. I think everyone deserves to be loved despite all their quirks and weird little allergies and, you know, got to have everything gluten-free. And I think not only is there someone out there for everyone, but we could probably stand to be a little less judgmental about things that don't really matter I mean you're not the one with the psoriasis what do you care (laughs) why can't you love the person with the psoriasis but the smell of the cream and the fact that you have to put it on all the time walk out of the room right you know what are we doing here you know you're going on a date you're meeting someone what's your goal if your goal is just to have a revolving door of perfect physical bodies that you're interacting with questionable what kind of human you are but fine But if your goal is to eventually have a partner, you become family. Think about your family members. Do they annoy the shit out of you? They annoy the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But you love them Mm -hmm. and you love them crazy. And what if we were to think about aspiring to that kind of unconditional love with someone who's not blood related? What if we thought about it as our love growing to that point where it starts to become infinite rather than thinking, how do I feel when this person is with me? How does this person make me feel? I mean, they're not your employee. Everyone has flaws. You got a rash, you got a zit. I have a zit right now. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on. People have all kinds of things. Some of us are pear-shaped, others are not. There's, there's multiple variations, but that doesn't change anything about who a person is. And there are a lot of medical and genetic things that come into play that are very complicated. But here's the thing. If you find a person who you can come home to at the end of the day, who you can call in your time of need, I don't think the rest of that stuff really matters. As much 
as we think it would. Yeah, the goal is to get to a place where you, you don't sort of see that stuff. It just becomes part of the yeah. package. Just think about all the little quirks that your friends have or that your family members have. You know, the people that, that you really love. And, and think about how easily you ignore those things. Why are we judging the people that we date so harshly? One thing to watch out for with kind of all this stuff, but specifically like the, the medical or the just out of relationship is the heroes that want to swoop in. People that want to be that person that rescued you from that situation. The Shane West to your Mandy Moore in A Walk to Remember. The person that sticks by and gets to be there as the champion and then you're forever indebted to them for this service that they undertook. Um, well, she a, died, so... She did, but he was the hero of the movie because he stuck by her. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people that have kind of been in situations where they're kind of down and out and this amazing person comes in and like just is there for them and is super sweet and caring and loving and then things change and either they get better and this person loses interest or it becomes this really toxic relationship of, well, I did this for you. I was here for you and now you owe me this. Yeah, I think we've talked about that toxic kind of relationship where someone swoops in and kind of starts to expect a lot from you because they're of their own volition doing a lot for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was a word for that. There was a term. Love bombing. Love bombing. That's what it's called. That toxic relationship you're talking about is love bombing. It's where this person kind of swoops in and does everything for you and is so wonderful and fills all those gaps in your life. And eventually it starts to turn into this toxic relationship. And and that toxicity comes in many forms, but it always changes. But it's called love bombing because that's what they're doing. They're bombing you with love to kind of get you to you know be close to them and be indebted to them and then you feel like shamed into staying around to kind of deal with that fallout but the heroes thing i've never dated a hero well you've never needed a hero oh man look at you (laughs) a man after my own heart look at that (laughs) yeah you're right i've never needed a hero but i feel like if someone tried to come into my life and swoop in and say these are all the things that need fixing that you know it would be like a big f you masalama at that uh-huh. point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. No, my, my life's perfect mm-hmm. it wasn't missing you yeah. <laughs> i'm just thinking about people who are recently divorced or who have kids who who feel like oh my god when i was dating Aaron, here this a lot at work with um people i work with in, in terms of the people i treat I'm dating again and I'm in my 40s with children and the last time I was out in this landscape, I was a single 20-something and feeling very much like I need to be more selective about who I let into my life, but I also realize that the number of people who would even want to date someone with children is going to be probably a whole lot lower than when I was 25. And then this other guy who matched with me who told me um, like a couple days ago, he just texted me and he was like, you want to have dinner? And I was like... Okay, let's see how it works out. So he spent literally an hour telling me about how his ex-wife is a slime ball and she screwed him and he has nothing left and how he's intentionally making it look like he makes no money so he doesn't have to pay child support. And I'm sitting here like, he told me how much he makes. I make eight to 10 times more money than he makes. 
and I'm a single mom who wants to support her kids. And my point of view with my son's dad is that I need him to be and do as best as he can because I want my boys to look up to their dad and not yeah. think disparagingly of him. And basically I sat listening to that for an hour and then he ends the date saying, when will I see you again? And I'm like, how do I get out of this? I'm like, well, why? <laughs> and he's like, well, because I like you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's you do. <laughs> Because I'm broke and I need someone with money. So that's kind of an overview of some of like the the baggage that people deal with out there. It's people come with different stuff. As you get older, the baggage becomes more. Um, just figure out where you're at with it. If you're cool with it, great. If this person means enough to you that you're willing to take on whatever they're bringing with them, great. Because we're all bringing stuff. It's just a matter of how much you can carry. So I did date right after my daughter was born. I was never, like, in a relationship with her dad. It was just, like, a casual thing. So I did date, and I dated guys that, like, really liked kids, actually. And um, because my daughter was so young, I did let them meet her, and that was, like, a terrible mistake because she got really attached to them, even at a young age, even as a baby. I didn't think she would, and I didn't think it would affect her, but it has in some really weird ways. And so I really, I really do regret that. But yeah, I basically would just like be very upfront with people, either put it on my dating profile or tell them within the first conversation, you know, I'm a mom. And I typically would go on a first or and second date, like somewhere out in public. And then afterwards, like after my daughter was sleeping, I would just have them come over. And then sometimes they'd be there in the morning and she'd be there too. And that's how they, you know, became part of her life as well. But now that the kids are older, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And I really haven't let my son meet anyone that I've dated, that I've dated, and he's two.